0: Hello and welcome to the 30th episode of Tender Loving Care with your host, myself, Pauline, and my darling Kate. Every week, Kate and I break down two shows from the TLC network. The name of the network that I believe for the longest time was an acronym for Tender Loving Care. And when I found out that it actually stood for the Learning Channel and I saw the types of shows were on that channel, my deep confusion bred this podcast. Each week, Kate and I will randomly select two shows for the next episode by spinning the wheel of shame which has all 113 shows that we will be studying now that little intro is correct <clears throat> most months apart from october october is spooky duke month
1: spooky month we,
0: this is first of all we got to start off about talking about what's going on right now. So we record um the potty, our regular pod. Obviously we have our Patreon and then we have our Happily Ever After that we record every week. Um but what we are recording right now is for the month of October we're doing purely spooky sh- reality shows, obviously reality shows. Kate and I started this podcast in March of this year 2022. Kate lives in Austin, I live in Los Angeles. And this is the first time ever that we can say we are recording in person live
1: in person
0: live in person, live in person. so we recorded a couple of because so this is like september right now this will come out to you the first week of october kate is here visiting this is the first that she's we're sat in my living room in a in a in my kitchen in a very very hot kitchen in los angeles right now with ice packs upon us ice packs are plenty because the ac is so loud we don't want to disturb your delicate ears listeners so we're sat here with ice packs with beers, and we are recording our first ever podcast in person me and kate
1: it's so fun i love this already it is a very
0: different experience <laughs> like we sat down and i said to kate let's get skype and she was like we don't need skype i was like oh right <laughs> it's it's amazing we've had a very good time so far with kate being here she is leaving tomorrow but we have some stories from the weekend that we'll probably tell you in a that no, could be patreon yeah we'll, we'll join do a patreon channel. for that um so, guys, we want to set an atmosphere here, okay? First of all, it's pure excitement because Kate and I are together. We're looking at each other in the eyes and we are recording for you. Um, second of all, I want to get this October feeling. I want to think of crispy fall weather. It's 90 something degrees in Los Angeles. <laughs>
1: Feels like the dead of summer.
0: Dead of summer. But, but we want to create an atmosphere where the whole month of October, Kate and I are going to be picking, not from the Wheel of Shame. Wheel of Shame is going on a little hiatus. We are going to be pulling from all over Discovery, e-network, all of the the gems, right, of reality TV and pulling different types of um, shows that are to do with the paranormal, um, anything spook duke um, So Kate... The first one we picked, I had watched it, mm-hmm. and I said to Kate, like just in general conversation, I was like, "You've got to watch this show; it's insane." And then I thought it would be perfect for the pod. Um, Kate, do you want to kind of tell the listeners what we picked and a synopsis? Because guys, we're going to surprise you each week. We may put it on our, may actually put it on our um, Instagram before we start to record. But this one is a little
1: bit of a little bit of a surprise. But it's it was a biggie the is a biggie a. it was so what we watched was Life After Death with Tyler Henry this is on Netflix and it's a nine episode series and I'll give you the description that Netflix has here In a revealing docuseries, clairvoyant medium Tyler Henry brings cameras along on emotional readings and his own family's journey into his mother's dark past, while his ability to relay messages from the afterlife takes its toll. And does it take its toll? Uh, Yeah, this was fascinating.
0: It was nothing what I expected. So I put this on one night. I was here in my house. I was alone and I was working on some Etsy stuff. And I was working and designing. And I just thought, I need a little background. What I knew of Tyler Henry was that he was... a um, a psychic medium and connected with the afterlife but I kind of and I knew he was very young like super young and I knew he gained massive popularity with the tv show but I thought he just did celebrities so I thought it was going to be a little bit like is this show just going to be him and famous people um and talking about stuff that we kind of already know famous people that they've had passed I was like I I don't know about this but I put it on Kate after half, like it, maybe twenty minutes, closed my laptop and I was in, and I was crying. I couldn't believe what was going on. I can't believe the. It, it was. It was. It was a really good documentary, as opposed to just a docu series. Mm-hmm. They went in, listeners. To, if you haven't, if you've never seen this guy, if you don't know anything about him, very young, kind of preppy-looking blonde boy, blonde, blonde man that started very young with his career, and. The level of accuracy, the, the emotional toil it takes on him, everything we saw in this, I felt, Kate, it's like we never saw in documentaries before about mediums. And it's, like, it's like if we go back
1: to the Long Island Medium, there's a, there's a big difference. Big difference with Long Island Medium. I don't think that she's fraudulent, mm. but when you compare her readings with Tyler's, he seems more intensely connected. I then think that's does. a good way to I, I don't, don't
0: know if your mum would appreciate hearing that. It being such a good fan of true. Teresa Caputo, sorry mum, but um, there's a difference, dude. Mm-hmm. There is a difference. Um, Kate, what did you kind of know of when someone said Tyler Henry? Did you know him before?
1: No, I had no idea who he was. I had heard of the show Hollywood Medium, but I didn't know his name. I would never seen that show, and I, I knew nothing of him nothing
0: okay that's interesting so you came in completely clear yeah. okay got it got it yeah i had that as i say a little bit of preconceived notion of him but the whole series is very well done um, it's not like when we go to something like long island medium it was formulaic like we knew she'd have one reading then we get something about her home life and then we should have another reading this followed him in however many episodes it was about a little bit about his backstory about how he came to be and how he understood he had these skills Then where he is now with his living with his mother, his boyfriend and going on the road and then seeing him going to people and reading them and then seeing him alone and having conversations with him about what happens after he's finished a massive show. What happens after he has these super traumatic readings like one's guys, we're not gonna make this downer because it's spooky Duke Halloween month. But, but I will I tell you, if you're going to watch this, this there were some, some scenes that Kate and I will talk about that were so, so devastating on a level that you can't comprehend. Um, um, and his emotions with dealing that and feeling it, because whether you're a believer or not, will tell you what he says happens to him. And I can kind of concur and imagine that's what would happen. But um Kate, do you want to
1: How should we How do so, start this? Well, I think we should if people don't know anything about him like I didn't, um kind of I have a little bit about how he started and yeah. I think just touching on that would be cool. So, he tells us his story, um he started ha- like noticing this was happening when he was a young child, but he mm. didn't really know what it was. Um, he says age 10, he had his first, uh, premonition, premonition, he, he woke from sleep knowing that his grandmother was going to pass away and, um, he started doing professional readings as a teen, Mm. word spread around his town and then around the area Mm. and people started coming from far away to come see him. Um, and then he started filming Hollywood medium and then he started doing all these live shows. So at this point he's incredibly famous at the point of him filming this series. Yeah. Uh, so um, like you said, he has the boyfriend. They've been dating four years. He met him uh, on Twitter.
0: Was it <laughs> <that> on Twitter? <laughs> the boyfriend. I forgot <laughs> that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Slid
1: into his DMS. The boyfriend slid in his DMS and he started talking to him and now they've been together for quite a while. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's also his assistant that he's very close with. And so what you're seeing is his mom or his assistant will drive him to these locations. He has no idea where he's going or who he's going to meet ever. It's always a surprise. The producers have set it all up. And then he'll be in the car on the way to these readings, and he'll be telling either his mom or his assistant or his boyfriend, whoever's taking him, what has already been coming through yeah and then we have to talk about the notebook
0: oh the notebook yeah so what's really there's so much to this that i want to break down but i'll be brief i mean what we see in this like i felt like i've never seen other medium shows is as i've already stated and we'll go into it is um tyler's an interesting character because i think he's easy to look at and write off very easily because he's he has a permanent kind of smile on his face that mm-hmm. i think a lot of people could find insincere. what i found out as you go into this and see what he's dealing with and what he's communicating with and what he's feeling is is a complete protection because this man what we see is a very a lot of quiet times like he comes from what is the state he's from Do you know? Oh, let's see. Because he's not from California. I think he's from like a small, I know he's a small town in a different state.
1: I'm not sure because they filmed this all over. They did. But we see him
0: holed up in kind of a house in the valley in Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. Los Angeles Valley somewhere. And it was like a large house that they were obviously renting for him to come and do some work on the West Coast in in California area. And he's there with his mum. And he's very close to his mother. And it was just these quiet times of him at the table. She's cooking breakfast for him. And the boyfriend's there. And they're hanging out. And it's the very much opposite of how i thought he would be i thought he would be someone that was rushing to all these appointments um cameras all around him because he like we can't emphasize enough how well known this guy is he's very famous and i thought he would be much more seeking perhaps seeking but in the spotlight I think he would be um, having a lot of extracurricular meet and greets or um, going out to nice restaurants in L.A. This is not what he does. He's a very private man. I think he's a very quiet man. And I think he's been given an unbelievable gift that the, the majority of the time is a hindrance to him. He wouldn't say hindrance. That may be the wrong word, but it affects him. In ways that are not positive for a lot of the time. Yes. And so he's just a quiet man. Like, he's very quiet. He's
1: quiet. He leads a simple life. Mm. He's got his dog. He's got his boyfriend, his mom. She's cooking for him. And all he wants is, like, cheesy pasta. And, you know, he he just... He has to be low-key when he's not doing these readings because it is exhausting him to do them. But he... It, he feels that it's his calling, and he he needs to do this for people, and so he he feels a duty to keep doing it.
0: I think I that's a really good, good point that you're saying that because it, we don't we're, we're not going to just go on about, about Teresa Caputo, Caputo it, all the time, but there <laughs> are some people that with this gift obviously comes sometimes can come stardom like both of them and money, wealth, fame, notoriety. People are knocking on his door, I'm sure, constantly to get readings, and he simply you really believe after watching this because it's an intimate docuseries you really understand by the end of it he is using this gift to do exactly what i believe this gift was meant for he's not chasing fame and fortune Mm -mm. he's been given great opportunities to meet people and read them um but the people that we meet in this all the readings does none of them are famous um he goes to them and as kate says when he's in the car he's on the way he doesn't know anything he has this notebook and the notebook is his um passage it's his expression it's his 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 tunnel kind of with the other world and what he does is he will just pen paper and he just lets his hand go i can't remember the spiritual paranormal Term for free—it's not free writing. It's something when a spirit's connecting with you, and you just put a pen in your hand, and you don't even know what you're doing. And it's a lot like what he's doing. Mm. And this is how he kind of—he has to write as the spirits are talking to him. And we'll get into some individual cases, but the thing that I found so unbelievable is we see him doing these individual ones, and when he's doing this, and then he's in a break between the tour, and this tour is like sold out, multi-city. And if you believe what I believe, and I think Kate does as well, is that this is a true gift, that this is him having to basically embody emotions of people that have been through traumatic stuff, that have passed, that are desperate to get messages through. It wrecks you. You're tired. You're exhausted. And we see this constantly with him. And the most remarkable thing that we start this off is he was on a tour. And uh, he says it was exhausting. And by the way, he's not going out and partying after night. No, He goes into a hotel and just asks everyone to leave him alone. Not even boyfriend. He needs to be alone because physically, there's times he can't stand up. He's so tired.
1: He says something really interesting towards the beginning of this series about how he feels that with each reading, it's taking something away from him. It's like he has to give part of his soul away almost and he said it comes back eventually but he, it takes him a while to recover like he has to build that strength it's hard to put into words but he has to build yes. that strength back up again that he he just he just gave part of himself away to do it it's
0: you can feel it when he's speaking as well, and as I say, he has this smile that comes on, and it reminds me of Halle Heather Thompson from Real Housewives of New York, because she always had this smile on her face, it used to irritate everyone as being very disingenuous. And Tyler has that smile, but as I say, it's if he doesn't have that wall and that protection of that smiling. I think he, he wouldn't be able to walk around and cope with some of the messages he receives. It's people that have killed themselves. It's people that have died unexpectedly. It's spirits that are desperate to get in touch with their loved ones. And we when, he, when we see him, he's come off this tour and he describes to us medical footage, x-ray footage of it was it his heart or his love. His lung collapsed. His lung collapsed. Now, this is a young man, Not a smoker, not a partier by any means. This guy is a very, very low-key, quiet man. And he wasn't in an in, uh, an incident that would have a lung collapse. The doctors had no idea why. And he explained it. I mean, he was very, very, very ill after this tour. And he said he wasn't feeling well on this tour. Towards the end, it was getting worse and worse and worse. And his lung had collapsed. And he was so close to passing himself. And he puts it down to... As Kate just said, it is things getting taken out of me. It's an energy getting taken out of me. And my body physically suffers. Because if you believe all of this, he is taking on a spirit, embodying it, feeling it. So a lot of mediums say like they'll deal with someone that perhaps died by strangulation and their throats hurting. They feel a hand around their neck. They feel it. And he does this day after day after day after day and even on his days off we see him in this hotel when he's going on it starting on another tour and he says what i like to do is before a show i do um oh what's called it's called mirror scar not mirror scarring it's mirror something where you basically look into a mirror in a dark room and wait for the spirits to appear yeah which and he says yeah Feel that shiver, guys. Feel the shiver. So you put put yourself in front of this mirror. You make everything dark and you concentrate in the mirror and wait for the spirits to come to you. And not all of them are pleasant spirits. And he says, I was doing that before the show. And there's been this energy that woke me up in the middle of the night, a dark spirit that was in my hotel room in the middle of the night. He goes, not all of them are pleasant. I deal with dark energies as well, which can really take a lot away from you.
1: I mean, he tells his his boyfriend at one point that he feels like an old person on the inside and he can't even picture himself being old or getting to be old because he just feels so just tired and... That oh, was heartbreaking. That was so sad. I'd
0: forgotten that, Kate, when yeah. he said that. And you see him in the way he moves, and you think he's smiling through pain. That's what I always feel like.
1: It's almost like he's wincing. Yeah, he's
0: wincing. And he, remember, he's been put, I mean, the desperation of some people as well, especially you lose a loved one, and you see someone, whether you believe it or not, and you, this person's saying, like, has, a, has a reputation of connecting with the dead, and you've just gone through a, mora- a horrific loss your desperation to get him to speak to you and he would feel an obligation so you're constantly turning people down can you imagine the letters he gets of like i lost children like i need but he cannot see
1: everyone
0: so Mm. in this we see we don't really know how this came about it must be it was was it three producers well
1: they they talk about how long his waiting list is there's what was the figure i mean there's like hundreds of thousands of people on his it. waiting list i watched list. this and then i joined up. and they say these are the nine or these are the people that have been chosen like these are the people next up on his waiting list okay that they i'm sure the producers you know vetted picked, them a little yeah, bit. yeah to make sure that it was a dynamic show and it wasn't just all the same type of stories or something mm. but um, yeah, we see a wide, wide variety of people and he treats everyone the same and mm-hmm. he treats everyone with such respect and he kind of has to be a therapist at times yes. and, and guide them through these feelings and while he himself is experiencing this um I have goosebumps right now, like, all over my legs. Um, Oh, someone's in the room. I can get...
0: When Kate came to stay, guys, oh, I feel it too. I think we have someone in the room. I'm not kidding when I say stuff like this. I, when Kate came into my house, I have a lot of spirits around me in this house. And if you've listened to any previous episodes, I told you, I do have a connection and i've had uh, experiences that i've told you about which i'm going to get more into in october i'm going to tell you some serious stuff about growing up in a haunted house and my premonitions and things like that but i said to kate when you come in if you hear some stuff at night i do have some spirits in this house they're good spirits but i do feel like as we're making this recording right now it's boiling it's really really hot but there is definitely someone i think coming into the room right now I don't know. I I feel feel there's something. Okay, okay, I'm freaking K out. I'm getting shivers. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. um, So guys, if you hear anything on this recording, please let us know because sometimes they communicate through um, EVP. So please let us know. But um, I I think as well, you're right. He treats everybody the same. And I think also, can you imagine the level of protection you have to do? When you're sat with someone in a monstrous amount of pain and you're having to tell them things and they're crying, that's what he sees every day. Yep, there's not levity in that.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Even when he knows he's doing a service and helping someone. So, Kate, do you want to go into like some some of the readings?
1: Yes, so let's talk about some of the readings, and okay. then we'll get into all the stuff with his oh, family. Shit, That's a whole other part of the documentary. Yeah. So, let's see. I have. Uh, we won't have time to go through no. all of these because he does so many readings throughout this whole uh, docu series. Um, but let's see. One of the first ones he meets with that group of friends and it's all these girls drinking wine in the backyard yeah. and he starts what his process is is he starts scribbling and then he will start connecting with someone someone will start coming through and there's little bits and pieces, and so, as things are coming to him, he'll say, "Oh, they keep pointing to this, or they they really want me to talk about someone with this name that starts with whatever so he's he's kind of just starting to connect, and he says, it's a younger woman i'm I'm seeing a lot of hummingbirds he's he'll kind of laugh like a lot of times they'll make him laugh mm. and um the the spirits that he's connecting with not the people that he's sitting there with physically but um he's like oh her music taste doesn't make sense with who she is and you can see all the friends kind of looking at each other and it turns out it was their friend who passed away at the end of her pregnancy Mm -hmm. um and they are all um latina and the friend is italian and so they're all laughing because they're like oh she loved latin music and um so we we called her like our honorary uh latina friend but Mm. um so that was they're all really sad but they kind of ease you into it i feel like that was a lighter one of all of them and
0: that was a woman that died after she'd just given birth right so 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 that's how
1: but he does a good job of making it, it's not all set he likes anything that is joyful or positive that they're saying he's saying it you know and oh they're they're happy and they did they don't want you to be set like he keeps it really loving like most of good, the time
0: he does and he focuses on um the feeling of peace that they're at yes. where they are now yes and that they are around. And I think it's something that for my personal belief, and Kate and I as we're going to do this series, you know, over, um, we'll do some, like, this is kind of series, we're going to do some other kind of ridiculous uh, paranormal shows as well. But over October as so we get all spooky dick, um, there, you know, there are stuff that, it, you know, that it's comical, but it's, it c- comes to our beliefs as well of if you understand that there is the afterlife, you believe what they're saying. It is pure, it's pure Nirvana where they are. And the tragedy of their loss and leaving us, it's... To to understand where they are now is so beautiful can sometimes give you a sliver of comfort. And I think that's what Tyler likes to concentrate on. But... Yes. Yeah, that was the one you're right. I think that eased us in. So the women were like, that was amazing. He mentioned very specific. And guys, we want to really emphasize, when you watch Tyler, it is not like... I'm getting a T, or I'm getting, like, blue. He's like, the person's name was Terry. Right. They were born in May. They were, I mean, he is so specific. Yes,
1: yes. Then I thought you, I when this part came up, I'm like, Pauline loved this. Go on. He helps detectives with their cases. All cages. right, here we go. Ding, 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 ding. Okay,
0: so essentially, guys, if you do not know, I consider myself... A homicide detective. I consider myself a lawyer. um, Doctor part-time. And, or surgeon as well, I like am, I am prone to surgeries, um, giving them, not receiving them. I am trained in none of this, none of this. Um, but I do honestly, I have a cork board in my office where Kate is staying at the moment, and there are four photos that concern a murder case that I am working on. I mean, there isn't red string yet. <laughs> But I am getting that fucking red string, Kate. So that's what Kate looks at every night. And by the way, I took down some stuff from that cork board. I hope you know. (laughs) Thank you. I took stuff down because I'm like, she's not going to sleep with the crime scene photos that I had on that board. So I took them down. But then you balanced it out with Andy Cohen's portrait. So that was nice. She walked in.
1: Frame photo of Andy we gotta know our priorities
0: so you're right he helps homicide that was very interesting
1: yes so there's a case that he's helping with it's uh this young kid that was walking near Um. the highway and there was a hit and run Oh, and uh, this true. kid passed, and
0: because it was a private investigator, that's who he was helping. It was a private investigator right, right. that has obviously ties with law enforcement, and and mothers and fathers and and loved ones come to this detective. It can be missing ca- missing persons cases as well.
1: That was the other one. It was there was a young girl missing, oh, and yeah. remember he um, he's getting some information, mm-hmm. and he actually out of respect for how sensitive the information was, wouldn't even let them film him anymore talking about it.
0: Oh, I just got shivers again. It was a girl that had gone missing. And you can't imagine that not knowing, Kate, not knowing where someone went. And the mother had got in touch with this agency. This female ran, and this woman had Tyler there. And she said, you know, this is another one. And she gave the photo of the woman to Tyler which we didn't see there was a lot of respect with it all and Tyler was very sensitive to it all and he started he got something which either wasn't favorable or wasn't wouldn't have been pleasant to discuss so he says you will need to stop filming right now mm-hmm. so we consulted and said is this right is this in line with her whatever passing or how she was found because was something about being in a woods and that she'd been there and then come out or tried to do something and I don't know but he discussed it and then the came, cameras came back up and he was like she was like yeah that was all that was all very accurate so i hope that i think he helped her a lot with some information and then the one that you're talking about Kate is another case and we met the mother oh, it was just yeah. this woman um it was gorgeous young boy as a son and he was a young man and he was coming back from a party And he had headphones in walking at night. And I just remember, I always remembered my mother be like, never walk with headphones. You can't hear traffic. You can't hear someone coming up behind you. Mm -hmm. And And he was found to the side of a road. And so the mother quite rightly said, was this intentional? Was this a hit and run? Or was it an intentional hit and run? Like, was it a murder? Was it an accident? was it race um motivated Mm -hmm. was it what was going on here and correct me if i'm wrong kate but we well we see tyler go to the spot where the young man's body was found Mm -hmm. and his conclusion as my memory recalls is that he didn't think it was intentional he thinks it was someone that just drove off yep that's what hit him and just drove off yep horrible oh yeah so Tyler worked with her mm-hmm. that was that was very interesting and then yeah. what else you got there Kate? You know, Uh let's
1: see I have uh, the paramedics met with three paramedics so, yeah
0: he goes to see some of them are like he goes to people and sits with someone individually um at the home or he may go um to their workplace that these paramedics had lost someone um Oh, I know what I want to talk about, Kate. I don't know where it is in the thing, but I've got to talk to you about this one. Yeah. Okay. This story, guys, I I even Googled it, went in to look at it, because I couldn't believe and re- get ready to get goosebumps. Okay. This gentleman is, I think this was the one, Kate, that he goes to go in a house, a very lovely house. I think it was Malibu or somewhere. And um, there were three people at the table. I think this is it Let me just tell you the reading Because I'm not sure about Because um, obviously I didn't make any, make any notes um, So we see him talking to a man And Tyler starts saying You lost someone I, I see it as a partner And um, it was a What an odd incident It was a very very odd incident That resulted in his death Mm -hmm. And the man's nodding. Kate's just remembering it as well now. He's nodding and he's going, yeah, yeah. And he says, this is, it was his neck. It went like through his neck. And he goes, for some reason, I'm seeing it in, in an umbrella or it was by the beach or it was by water. And it was out of nowhere. Okay, this story, guys. He gives more details. I'm just, I'm just, you know, abbreviated of what Tyler said. But he went into very specific details. And this man's story is this. I don't think it was his husband. I think it was his boyfriend. They lived together. They went down to the apartment pool. Oh, I'm getting shivers thinking about it. And he's lying there. They're both on loungers. Regular day. His partner turned to him and he said, I feel something's coming for me. And he says there was a gust of wind that knocked the beach umbrella so hard that it impaled his boyfriend and killed him. I the, the accident, accident I so I googled it all. I googled it and found the article of the the man that died and, and that that was the accident. An accident, accident you would, would never in a billion years, years ever think would happen. And when he said that that he turned to him and said something's coming for me. Oh, I know. I know. That, that was the thing that got me. And Tyler was like, like afterwards he kept repeating that to his partner he's like he said this man said something's coming for me and it was a, a just a, a strong enough wind to lift an umbrella and have it at the perfect direction that impales you and kills you and it, the man said it happened so quickly you were lying getting sun on a sunny day by your pool at your house and you turn around and he's dead
1: it, it, it's like something out of Final Destination. It's so yeah. horrific, yeah. It, Just, I can't. And believe then it that raises happened.
0: questions of people knowing that they're going. I mean, how many times have we heard that people sense it? Right? That people say, "I, I, I, I think something bad's going to happen to me today," or I, that something's coming for me. And he, and he says, says the wind, win, the way he describes it, partner or, or husband—I can't remember exactly—but he, he says. It it was so, it was like loud and sudden, this wind. I mean, it, it sounds like a spirit in itself coming to get him. And whatever you believe, I don't know. It was a, an unbelievable, that stuck with me. That was one of them, Kate, that really stuck with me. Yeah. Tell me like another one that like really stuck with you. Uh,
1: the family. God, guys, this is, I know. Tough. Um, The family with the young daughter, um, and she was playing Barbies with her sister, and she uh, tripped and fell in the house, and um, so they had to take her to get care. The dad took her to, like, a head injury clinic or something instead of just the, like, regular hospital and they gave her too much. They gave her a large dose of um, medication that was a large dose for an adult, even I think. Oh. Lidocaine, I think it was. And um, she told her dad she was feeling sleepy, and he told her she could go to sleep, and she passed. She
0: I'd forgotten about that when I can see him reading it and he's going into their home and the three of them are sat on a couch. Yeah, one of the,
1: the sister that was playing Barbies with her was there too.
0: It's instances like that that happen in life that you think... It's these choices in a split second your life changes, a split second, and for those parents and that daughter to sit and think, I shouldn't have taken her there. Why didn't I drive there? Yeah. Why didn't I notice that? Why didn't I... Uh, uh, to be able to stop thinking that and blame
1: yourself every se- single second of your life. And that's what he was able to tell the father. Is What was interesting to me about that that reading as well is that Tyler said she's not stuck at that young age because she was uh, five years old. Or so, she was really young when she passed. And um, he said... Uh, she's, she's the age she would be. Cause she was about, yes. he was like, there's, cause one of the first things he said, he's like, Oh, there's something about, uh, getting ready to get a license. She's getting ready to start driving. And turns out, um, she would be yes. almost 16 right then. And, uh, at the time of the reading and, um, they had been talking about that. And, um, so Tyler tells them, she doesn't want you to feel any guilt. And um, I believe that was, yes, I think that was the one where uh, she was coming through with all of the um, older um, male figures in their family that had also passed. And they were, uh, she, she seemed protected by them and she was together with them. And yeah, that one was really rough.
0: A lot of these were, yeah. and I, I mean, as I say, Kate and I are not trying to be all, all downers. Yeah. We just want it, but, but it is an important, when I, I walked away from this, watching this, Kate, and I think it was like six or seven episodes, but you watch this case after case after case and you're in floods of tears because you see people in a monstrous amount of pain. And I think, and it's easy for me to sit here and not have been through what these people have been through, but what Tyler, I think his aim is is to to let let people know know that death death is is always hardest on the people left behind. Because Because what what we have have next is so beautiful. And And... (sighs) I don't want to cry. (laughs) I know,
1: I know. It's It's a a
0: lot. Guys, this series changes you. I'm telling you, it's It's not some some foo-foo kind of someone saying I'm a medium and giving like random notes and then we go and see them trying on puffer jackets to go skiing. Sorry, Teresa Caputo. But um, you walk away from this and I know I'm coming from a place where I already do believe in it all. So I don't know what it would be like for somebody that absolutely doesn't. But for me, you see a young man that was given a gift that is, there's so much responsibility. There's so much protection he has to do with himself and a message he is passing on for humanity i mean mean, that sounds so exaggerated but i believe it he's passing on to humanity like we we can't worry because where they are now is so beautiful and they're always with us and the sadness is going to be with us but as long as we remember that there will be there's an ease with understanding death because death is the most uncomfortable subject in it in, in, that we can talk about. We can talk about sex. We can talk about it, but talking about death causes so much discomfort for people when it shouldn't because it's everything we ex- we will all have in common. And, we have to understand how to cope with that we have to understand what it is and i think if with him explaining his process him explaining what happens and really believing that you know what it would the world would be a much gentler place if we understood it i really do and he, I mean, I wonder what... I, I mean, there were a lot... Obviously, the hardest ones are always the children.
1: The, well, we could talk about the fire that he predicts. Oh, so go on. To, this was a bit of a lighter, but very odd, odd thing. Kate, talk about the fire. So, um, as I said at the beginning of the pod, he started doing this professionally, doing readings professionally as a teenager. And so mm-hmm. he goes back to this... Uh, tea room what was it what did they call it
0: it was like Like a tea tea room room. it was was where um it was like a tea tea room kind of restaurant restaurant. it was was a chinese tea room because it was only there's a chinese element to it Mm -hmm. maybe i'm wrong but it was was, was, um yes it was a tea i'd say tea room yeah and
1: the owners are so happy to have him back Mm -hmm. uh he hasn't seen them for you know several years and uh he's visiting with them and he's they're reminiscing um I believe he does a, a little reading for uh the woman it's a married uh married man and woman. And so yes, he's doing a reading for her and she's like, "Oh, I always want to be read by you." And uh, he says, "Is there something about a fire? Did someone in your family start a fire or they had a fire happen at their house?" Oh. Something there's uh, fire, 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 and they're like, no, no, no. They they have no connection to that at all. And you're, he's like, huh, huh, and then you find out they show the next day this news story: the tea room caught on fire that night. Guys,
0: yeah, you felt that shiver down the mic because I feel it on my arms. There is no rhyme. sure Sure. skeptics Skeptics absolutely give me a break break. this guy used to read there he had a connection with these people and it was burnt to the ground ground. maybe Maybe not to the ground ground, actually I think some things were but but their life was like
1: destroyed by this fire they were able to because there were a lot of precious objects in this uh, business and they were able to salvage some of them but um Yeah, they say that it was a local um, person started this fire in the stairwell or something. Is that what
0: they said?
1: I think they said it was a local transient person, like someone passing through the town or something started a fire. It was
0: odd because you're right. In his reading, I think he had a family connection. So who knows? Like he said something about the family or I, I don't know what the cause of it was, but it was... You wondered if if there was anything that could have prevented it, But what I found very interesting was the next day you see him going down there to meet with the owners with this burnt out shell of the restaurant um, or tea or whatever it was. And they stood outside and he stood outside with them. And it's a knowledge that he that he wasn't stood there going, this is cr- I predicted this. Isn't this crazy? Right. it's It's just a knowledge of well i know know, because these 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 things happen like my predictions come true true. it wasn't wasn't a smugness it wasn't anything like that that. that. but But there there was was a level of knowing his knowing of he wasn't surprised surprised that it took place place. yeah because Because he he said it it, he read it it, and that's that's what happened so he's like yeah yeah i was really struck by that of that i know I know and this is awful it's awful but I I knew
1: and after that that's when he tells us that this he talks about how he has these premonitions and how it's always happened and sometimes it's not like he knows you know it's not Raven (laughs) Simon it's not that so Raven like I'm getting a vision and I know this is going to happen Mm -mm. it's just like something comes through and it's like huh don't really know what that is yet and then however long, you know, in this case, it was that night. It was that night. Yeah. Sometimes it's more time passes. But um, another example of that was his teacher, he goes back to his old elementary school and meets with his favorite teacher, yeah. and tells her what an amazing impact she had on his life, because she was um, there for him. He he always felt really different. And I think he got teased, um, you know, because of his sexuality in high school, you know, got yes. teased a lot, and and also just being different and having these abilities, and um, this teacher was there for him in a really big way. So that was really nice to hear. And then um, we hear the story of um, the premonition he had about her family member. What was that?
0: It was he was in class as a child, and went up to this teacher, this woman, at the end of class and said your grandmother's okay or your mother's okay it was one it was either one of those and he was so specific because the woman had just died that morning and the teacher hadn't said anything right and she said I just knew I knew the way he said it and what he said it 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 was huge it was huge
1: because he calls the family the grandmother I think it was by a name that no one ever that's calls it. her that's what it was so
0: it wasn't a rant. yeah it was so once again specifications all the time with them it was really amazing
1: and then he does a reading for the librarian and this was interesting because he was telling her things about her um her living kit she, all of her kids were alive yeah. and he was just like, I'm getting this vibe about this one's future. This, it
0: was- that's, that's, you know, that's a really good point because you often think that they're just going to be talking about people that have passed on. But mm-hmm. sometimes as I understand it, people in the other realm, um, will come forward to talk about people, um, that are still living to give advice, to offer encouragement, to offer direction. And that happened in that one as well. Um, so, guys, honestly, there are so many readings that I, I would really advise go on. I mean, this show is unbelievable. We're going to get onto another topic of the show right now, but um, the, some of the readings Kate and I have discussed, like personally, and they are the very, very, very traumatic. And um, there's a lot of people that have lost children, and I think um, if you're listening and you have experienced that, it's only something that you would be able to to understand and all of us can can attempt to but we never will and i think that it was it was very hard to watch but we're at the privilege of not having experienced it but i think it was significant to watch and having seeing people in, in in such pain and the little bit of comfort comfort that he can offer um, I, would I would advise watch it. watch it. I mean, Kate, Kate and I we just—it was—it's it, an unbelievable series. And I think, and I that think the, the interesting thing about this is it wasn't just that right. we get another and angle. So we see him do a ton of readings, mm-hmm. but in the background, as he, as Kate and I said, he's with his mum and he's traveling a lot. He's very close with his mother. Yes. And so he's with his mum in this house. Then there's the boyfriend. Then there's the assistant. And. I would like to add as well, it's not like he's infantilized. The mother doesn't treat him like a child or anything like that. But I do feel she's very protective, quite rightly, because he's noticeable, he's famous, and he has this gift. And I can't imagine, can you imagine just him walking down the street? And you knew who he was. You'd go up and you'd be like, you know, these idiots that would probably just, not idiots, that's unfair, but people that just like, give me a reading. Come on, tell me. He'd get that constantly he'd go to starbucks or ralph's and trader joe's and he'd get that you yeah.
1: couldn't that's why he he needs these people in his life around mm-hmm. him to to drive he can't because at first yeah. i was like why are they driving to yes. the readings like he's i don't know that was interesting and then once i saw a couple of readings i was like oh he's probably so drained after these he readings that. he can't be driving himself but
0: he also said he didn't get a license deliberately because he didn't want to drive. I think I don't know what it is. He didn't elaborate, but driving was not something he was comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And a, and also he comes out of that and he's like a skeleton of himself, right. so drained. Right. So at first you do see the mum driving and you're like, oh come on, is she is she just treating him like a baby here or a young boy? But she isn't. She's just facilitating it. Mm-hmm. So the yeah. other angle that this docu- docu-series gets onto, and we brief on this, but it's really interesting. So we, I was going and thinking, it's just going to be readings. We start talking about his personal family. So he's obviously so close with his mother. Father relationship. Did the, fa- the father walked out, right? Very young. I think. I think. They didn't dwell on that. No. I don't remember. So the mother's story is that Tyler finds out, and the mother finds out by doing, I don't know where it was spurred on from, Gets a birth certificate, essentially finds out the woman that she believed was her mother, who is a monster incarnate, which we will talk about, who abused her terribly. She had a horrific childhood with this woman, okay, was never her mother. She was actually sold or stolen by this woman from the hospital. This woman who's in her 50s now, Tyler's mum, is discovering all of this. And Tyler's going, the woman that I thought was my grandmother, who, as Kate said in the beginning, had been in jail for 30 years in multiple homicides, um, was not actually his grandmother. And they, and they don't, don't they, they so this whole story opens up with them trying to find out who the mother is, trying to find out what this woman was and what she did, the level of atrocities that she committed. She even got in one of her sons because we see Tyler meeting his uncles and aunts, uncle and aunts, who he's close to, but they're all, ha- actually, they're not even half siblings. I guess they're not related blood wise by them, but he, he really cares about them. They care about him. And, and one of, of them, the, 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 his, his uncle, uncle is, there. is there. And this and man, man had been in prison for a, for a long time because he was made to, by this mother, carry, carry and conceal, conceal dig, dig a grave for a body of a man she, she killed. killed. Yep. It's, it's so, so wild of a story, story that we, that we get, get into this and, you and you're literally going, no, what, More? more? And Mm -hmm. this woman is still, she's out free, alive and kicking. 94. And I kept waiting. When When is the
1: interview? When When do we,
0: Kate, I was waiting waiting for for it. it. We didn't get it.
1: Yeah, so I, you said you didn't know the origin of it. I I do have that written down. Okay. So in 2018, Tyler's mom did like a 23andMe DNA thing. And um, that's how she found out. So it was like pretty recently. This isn't something she's known um, you know, since she was in her twenties. Like this is very recent and yeah, like you said, they um they meet with the siblings that she grew up with and then they go and she meets her is this her first meeting them in this? I'm not sure, but uh her biological sister. Um oh, I forgot and, about but, that. Yeah, and they oh. look just alike. They look
0: Oh so yeah. similar.
1: Um, and it came about
0: that she had been stolen from the hospital. So, by this woman.
1: Yeah. So Tyler and his mom Teresa are with his mom's biological sister Mary, okay. and she takes them to the house where Mary and the brother. So there's. Uh, she has it's. She has a an adopted brother and sister, and then a biological brother and sister. Um, so okay, the two. Okay. Um, the biological brother and sister grew up in this house and that's where um, they they bring, Mary brings them. And um, we also see the hospital where she was born. But Mary tells this story about how, um, do you remember this? Like, she's like, you, Stella brought you here and mom said, that's your sister. And she, Mary had this like clear memory of this.
0: Because the woman, the... Tyler's mum grew up with thinking was her mother had a relationship with this woman that stole her.
1: Is that right? Right. But the,
0: but the woman didn't willingly give her up for adoption, I don't believe.
1: Well, am I wrong in that?
0: I don't... I not
1: remember it. He, I think he ends up finding out that um, it might have been his uh, great-grandparent pressuring her because he wanted uh the best for her and didn't didn't think she could take that on or something she already
0: had old she already
1: had children yeah she had two children already
0: it's a a very complicated it is and, and one that really is unraveling for years and this woman imagine being in your 50s and discovering all of that and not only that the fact fact that it it wasn't wasn't just just like this picture perfect -perfect family she grew up with she She was abused continuously by this woman this This woman woman is that they know of killed two people and and probably a lot more the woman was a psychopath sociopath probably both no empathy no feeling and she she murdered people Mm -hmm. and she's still alive at 94 94. i mean mean, give give me a yeah yeah. give me a break Give me a break. She so you get that. You really get into Tyler's family and how he cope with this. His mother cope with that. But I, I felt like even in however many episodes, six or seven six episodes seven or more, there was more. so much more that we could have so got much. into.
1: I mean, he do, I remember he does a reading. This was interesting. He does a reading for his aunt to try to get – because he's trying to – the whole thing is he's trying to help his mom find out as much information about her past as possible, right? So he's doing this reading for the aunt and he tells us it's really hard to do readings for people he knows that he has a personal connection with because it can twist things or taint things. Or
0: Yeah. That's, and he also, and there's some things that he had to protect her from. I remember yeah. that distinctly. He was talking about a reading with his mom and he's like, there's some things I'm just not going to go into. That's what he said about his mother. Yeah. And I think there's probably things he's being told from the other side that he doesn't want to tell her. Mm-hmm. And that's a great, again, the responsibility of passing all these messages. Right. So, yeah. so that was an angle to it that I was really shocked at really surprised I, I could have done with like 15 more episodes I could have gone into everything and to see him read to see his health, his health you came away from it going please take care
1: of yourself that young man is it's not well because he's the whole documentary is leading to him going back on tour so like the yes. final episode he's about to go back on stage and be on tour again
0: his lung just collapsed I mean it's physical anyway it was guys it was a phenomenal episode we thought we'd start off spooky season spooky October with it because there were a lot of chills in there I can tell you on this boiling hot day in Los Angeles there were a lot of chills in this show so definitely recommend it Um, we're obviously not going to do Wheel of Shame because we're not taking from our regular wheel of shame. Pounds of learning? Uh, pounds of learning, Kate. A thousand. A thousand. A thousand plus. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what we're giving Tyler. A thousand plus. And if any of you have any interaction with Tyler or you've ever had a reading by him or been to a live show, that I want to know everything. If you could email us at tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com, that would be amazing. Guys, we are going to hop off because, as I said, we reco- we've recorded this a little bit early. You're going to listen to this in the first week of October. We're, re- we're recording this like halfway through September, and um, it's a Sunday. What it means on a Sunday is that Kate and I have a lot of work to do. We have to now... Go over and watch Ninety Day Fiance UK. Record, like, get all the information, a lot of information from it. Then record because that is available on our Patreon every Monday. So we watch it on a Sunday, record on a Sunday. Go onto Patreon; it's ex- it's completely exclusive, just for Patreon members. We review Ninety Day Fiance UK. You can find us by going to um, all the links to everything is in our show notes first and foremost. Um, also go to our um Instagram, um Tender Loving Care Pod Um Instagram um and Kate's put one of those very, very fancy um Profesh Link trees there. So that links you to your Patreon, it's five bucks a month. Kate, is so Kate it is so bad. worth it. You kidding me? It's a
1: lot. Yeah, we, we're having so much fun with it too, because 90 Day UK is guys so good. Uh so join us there because we <laughs>
0: it's not even gold it is pure platinum programming yeah. that is 90 day fiance uk truly you've never seen anything like Yeah. so yep. thank you so much for tuning in i know this was kind of up and down with emotions but we are going to have some exa paranormal shows paranormal reality shows full of t- don't worry there'll be tons with morons on it so we can discuss that coming up in the next couple of weeks um and thank you so much for listening keep it spooky we're going to get this atmospheric we're going to have a great october leading all the way up to halloween and kate and i are going to have a lot of little surprises for you along the way so keep tuned follow us on instagram thank you so much for listening you're all wonderful and beautiful and let us know if you have any of your spooky stories we may feature them on the party
1: yes let us know thank you for listening everyone bye. thank you bye, bye.